Blog Talk Radio. This is a rebroadcast or a reprise of my original broadcast with the cast of The Dowry and also the performance of The Dowry. Uh, it is back to back. There's going to be no breaks. There will be returns of Blog Talk Radio a couple of times because they're separate shows. But otherwise, it's a straight-through show. Uh, Dowry is a very short reimagining of the founding of my family in the U.S. It was a very personal project, so I'm very interested with the interview that I had with the cast. Um, We actually talked about both plays in it. And the second part, the Dowry, will take place after my family moved to New York City and they started to assimilate to life there. And how my grandmother started working for some of the biggest stars in both Yiddish and Broadway theater. First, the interview. Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Sherry is presented by the writers and illustrators of the future who have been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for their creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. Today we're going to talk to the cast of my little play, Dowry. Dowry is a follow-up to my other little play called Mishpuka. Um, so cast members you've met before and you're pretty familiar with them, but for those new people I'm going to introduce you. Uh, uh, One of our cast can't be here, uh, Liz Elliott, because she has got a vent or something. Um, But for the person playing my grandfather, his character is Papa, it's Raymond Brett. Hi, Ray. Hi, Sherry. Hi, audience. Hi, audience. Good to be back. (laughs) And... For our our lead, she's been in several plays already, and uh, she's a very, very good actress. Her name is Ariel Strauss. Hi, Ariel. Hi, Terry. Hi, Ariel. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're both now veterans of Sherry's Playhouse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got you got oh. your boots on and you're all you're all ready. <laughs> uh, Year two. Exactly. Um, so we're going to this is going the play is going to be broadcast uh, later in the week on the twentieth. How do you guys feel about it? I think it went great. Oh, it's it's I love it. I love it. It's a smash. I. I I've been playing fathers ever since I was before I was a father. So <laughs> this, uh, I it's one of those proud moments. The only other time I've played a doomer girl is when I was a fiddler. <laughs> you play your grandfather really because you're playing my grandfather. <laughs> my oh well, my great yeah, grandfather. That's true, but I, I'm also playing a father. Yep, you're playing and, my grandma's father. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing your grandmother's father. I'm playing your uh, 
great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. So, yeah. I get them all there. Get all these levels. Yeah. So uh, I will be introducing um, Dowry, explaining what it is at the beginning, and giving a little bit at the end about what happens to everybody. Um, But a little preview for everybody. Um, My grandparents do get married. Um, (laughs) 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 My great-grandfather was very involved in their lives. He was a favorite of my mom, her, his grandchild. Um, he was adorable. He was very religious, and on, like, high holy days, my mother said that you're not a Jew, an Orthodox Jew are not, is not supposed to carry money on the high holy days. Uh, but he always carried money because he gave his grandchildren money to go and eat on Yom Kippur because they shouldn't not eat. It's not healthy for children. Not eat. Yeah. <laughs> so he sent all his grandchildren uh, to the soda shop. He goes, you go on, come on, during the break, go eat, go eat. <laughs> uh-huh. My mom's favorite story. <laughs> oh. That tells you a little bit about my great-grandfather. <laughs> yes. And my great grandma, my great mother, my grandma, who Ariel plays, was adorable. She was, she was, she read everything she could get her hands on. Back when I was a kid, Banks used to give books, as well as all kinds of other things like glassware and stuff like that. My grandma, who had enough of that stuff from her parents and her parents before, she always got the books. So when I was old enough to read, I would go, when I was at my grandma's, we would go once a week. Um, I would say, do you have any new books? And she said, sure, look, she would read anything. I mean, she read the carpet baggers, <laughs> which is oh, like really steamy. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, grandma, she goes, that's a pretty good book. <laughs> <laughs> She was so cute. And the um, first time I ever went on vacation by myself, I went on a cruise. And Grandma wanted to come to see me off. And so mm-hmm. she was hilarious. She First she said that my dad should make sure the luggage was in my room, you know, because she was she wasn't quite sure she she trusted the guys to do it she goes but i'm just not sure they'll know where to put it and i'm like that's their job of course they know where to put it and the other thing she made my mom take off her watch cuz i never i still never wear a watch I, but i never wore a watch when i wasn't working when i worked i always had a watch on so when i didn't work i never wore a watch and i was going on vacation so of course i never had a watch and so Grandma made her take her watch off and give it to me. And I was so nervous about that watch the whole cruise that I would lose it or get stolen. Because it was my dad's present to my mom. Wow. 
But anyway, so there's a little bit of their personalities. <laughs> Does that give you an idea? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Aren't they adorable? Very, very, ha- very happy relationship. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. I have. I never met my great grandfather, but my grandma I was very close to. My grandma and my grandpa, I was very close to. He has. He's only been mentioned. He's Arthur that that you keep mentioning. That's my grandpa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So now that she knows this deep dark background, not really dark. Um. <laughs> you, what's your what? How do you feel about the way the parts have changed? And uh, did you enjoy reprising your roles? Uh, I don't think the parts have changed too much. I mean, the scenery's definitely changed because in the last mm-hmm. one, getting to move, and it, at first it's just me and my sister, and then afterwards the whole rest of the family comes in. But um, we jumped forward, I guess, a couple years, and now um, I've been working as a seamstress for a costume design uh, person, and I'm about to get married. And I'm working for this really famous actress, which is really cool. And it's like the kind of opportunities Papa told us we would have when we were getting ready to move. So it's kind of cool. We get to see it come to fruition. Well, it's actually about five more years later. It's 1922, so it's about five years oh, okay. in the future. Yeah. But the rest, yeah, that's accurate. But yeah, um, we're good. I, Liz isn't here, but I'll, I'll talk about. Molly Bacon and explain who she is in relation to my family and stuff. Um, but uh, so, did you did you like reprising the role, Ariel? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was difficult to get that Romanian accent back because we just did another play where I had to do a different accent. So you know, it was. <laughs> but it was helpful hearing um, Liz do Molly Pecan because that kind of helped me get in the swing of. The Romanian Jewish accent. Yeah. And I, I never, I, I never know exactly where I'm going with my accent until I get there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you I, gotta I be love, careful. You go into German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you played Tevia once, didn't you? I I played Tevia twice. Oh wow! Twice. And twice. Uh, the second time my daughter was in the cast with me, so it was. Uh... That's cool. What? Um, I didn't hear And it was about thirty years between the two two shows, so. Oh wow, thirty years! So one part you yeah. had to make yourself look older, and then you were older. <laughs> right. Well. Uh, the first time was the I uh, was the only time that I grew younger as the show went on because <laughs> the uh, makeup I was using washed off. Oh no! Even after, I, yeah. But uh, it was it it was a different Tevia the second time because I had already had a family and I understood more of the the depth 
of what he was, what Tevye was going through. Um, right. He was going through a, a life change, and he wasn't quite sure he was there. Yep. But and it's interesting too because as you grow as a human being, it adds layers to how you perform because you perceive <laughs> characters differently. Right. I mean, I mean, it's well, so obvious. I, no, what? It, but it's actually deep. I mean, deeper than that, really. I just mean that you. There's more angst in your life as you get older, so there's that yeah. angst level is harsher and deeper when you're playing a part, even a happy part. There's a, a, mm-hmm. a level of angst in it that might not have been there when you're in in your twenties. Agreed. That's the best way I can explain what I mean. I don't know if yeah. that makes any sense. I've been mm-hmm. sick. <laughs> I believe uh, you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you you reach that that point where, as you uh, look at roles you've played and the roles that you'd like to go back to, you're going, how would I play this differently? How would I do this? Uh, I find it. Uh, I'd like to get back to uh, your grandfather, your great grandfather, and it, the the character has changed a bit because in the first one he's still in the old country, yep. and now he's in the new world, and he's trying to he's adjusting to what the new life is. Uh, I'm not sure how long he was, how long he'd been in the States when the, this takes place. They become American. Well, as I said, I don't know how long he'd been in the States when this is this takes place. Uh, he but, was, I think it was like a couple of years. Okay. Like I have naturalization papers, and I think it's, uh, nine, this is 1922, so I think it was like 1920, 1919 or something like that. Okay. I right. Until the rest of the family could move or uh, emigrate. Or right. How long had it been since they'd seen each other, since they left? Since they left, yeah. Okay. Right. They, they have... He was saving all the money he had for the move, so they couldn't come back and forth and visit. There's no way. Approximately what year was the first one set, Mishpuka? Uh, It was 1915. Okay. So this this is in 22. That's a total of seven years. And if he'd been in the state... uh, 1919. Three, yeah. Three years there. Uh, and how long was it? Well, how long did it take him to become naturalized? Oh, gosh. F. That was. I, I don't think it, he if actually he, became. Na- I, I think he came naturalized in like 28, 29, something okay. like that. 
Mm-hmm. But because it's a big family, except for the youngest two, they were all in the old country, and they had to get everybody over. Mm-hmm. Took a while to get them there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what they were doing. They were earning money to help. Mm-hmm. And he was earning money, too. And, well, he was selling things so he could get enough money so everybody can go. And, and the girls were earning money and sending it to him. Minus living expenses, of course. Huh. My family was founded on women. Yeah, a lot of responsibility for women. Grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't write everybody into ten minutes play. But um, no, uh, my great grandfather. Um, he he started. He got him all over by selling everything we had, and except for certain stuff, like for the stuff for his girls to get married, uh, like um, china, which I have, and and oh. uh, crystal, which I have, and jewelry, which I have. Um, that stuff came over with him. But everything else, like furniture and stuff like that, that was all sold. We have mm-hmm. uh, furniture from my from my great-grandmother, but not from anybody in the old country. That stuff we don't have. Okay. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. That, those are family heirlooms that will never be brought back. Unfortunately. Yeah. It was a necessity. That's the way it was. It still is. It was, uh, it is uh-huh. that way. That's how people immigrate. Uh-huh. And of course, then it wasn't as hard as it is right now, which we won't go into because it's political. But <laughs> how backwards that is. <laughs> It's crazy world right now, and considering yeah. that we're a yeah. country of immigrants, it makes no sense at all to me. Mm-hmm. There's not a soul on this, and American Indians are the first settlers of our country, but even they moved here from um, Eastern Asia. Right. Everyone came here. Hey, there's nobody here, guys. A bunch of buffaloes. Dinosaurs and then animals, and that's it. <laughs> We're the invaders. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, this this country, there was no one here. Every single person, no, there's nobody who could say that they're a um, native-born American from their all the way through their ancestry because there was no one here. Interesting, uh-huh. yeah. True. I mean, there are people that go back to the founding of the country and there are people mm-hmm. who go back to the time when people started emigrating here and, 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 and moving and homesteading that their families go all the way back. That's different. That's not mm-hmm. native. And that's why I get kind of 
shocked when people start talking about how they're they're from this country. They've been here since the country has been here. They they're before the no before the country has been here and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, you haven't. <laughs> my my family my family has a long history of being in this country, but we trace our roots back to England. Interesting. And we came from England. Uh, Everybody came from My wife's else. family came from Germany. So, I mean, my wife is uh, like a third generation. I have Romanian, and Russian, German, Polish, and English. I'm a mutt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? So, everything. Um, like, a hundred percent Italian on my mom's side. And I think she's a little bit Albanian, so never mind, not a hundred percent. But um then on my dad's side it's like German, Russian, Czechoslovakian, Lithuanian, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> That's sort of like me my mom's family as obvious from the show. My mom's family is pure Romanian. They came from Romania, it goes all the way back in uh, till the it they course they're not originally from Romania they came from the old country original old country which would be Middle East but um, but they've been they were in Russia for years before the pogrom started Um, I I mean Romania for years before the pogrom started and then Mm -hmm. um, my father's side is Russian German Polish and English they never. And he dad goes. Dad, he goes. My family is known to fight with each other. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no big how long. That's why he was yeah. such a peacemaker. But don't you think yeah, it's interesting? Mean, what goes around comes around. There's nothing new in the world. History repeats itself because nobody will learn from it. Somebody well, when you study history, I, I, it's uh, it's revealing of what what you watch and what you see happening in today's world, and you you go back to look at what has happened in previous generations and previous. Uh, Previous times, you look back at the French Revolution. What happened in the French Revolution? The the rich were rich. The poor finally got tired of being poor and revolted. The uh, there was more to it, but it was uh, a rebellion against the rich. Mm-hmm. And they wanted. Eat. Well, they want to exactly, and let them eat cake. If they have no bread, let them eat cake. Uh, well, that's actually she never actually said you, that. No, <laughs> she never said that, but it's attributed to her by many people. But uh, uh, it, it's a good analogy. I, 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 I was a substitute teacher and. I had to monitor a, a student teacher one time, and he was talking about the French Revolution. And he had gotten a 
box of donuts. And there was this class that he was teaching and he sent one student down to get the box of donuts. And when the student brought it back, he didn't give the student who went after the donut a donut. He didn't give anybody in the class except the teachers, myself. And he took one and there was a, a teacher's aide and she got one. And you could hear the grumblings going on in the class. And we see this type of thing happening today. I can't give you an example exactly, but we see where people get upset over the fact that, well, we haven't got it. And we'll see more. Well, it's just uh, like you realize that there was um, people um, fighting against the pharaoh because they didn't, workers, artisans, the important people that were mm -hmm. basically their middle class had a rebellion against the pharaoh because they weren't getting food. I mean, it's, it yeah. goes all the way through history. The, the have-have and the mm -hmm. have-not mm -hmm. suffer. And they have to fight to get what they want. Mm -hmm. And it, it, if we were in a utopian society, it would be one thing, but we're not there. It never will be. I and never I don't think I'd want to live there. I, I don't think I'd ever want to live in a utopian society. No, it's like, I don't want, want um, people's view. I don't want to live in people's view of heaven because it sounds incredibly like you're in a box and so boring. And it's kind of like it's closing in on you. I would feel so claustrophobic in the heaven that's described by people. Just mm -hmm. give me reincarnation. That's fine. I'll deal with it. <laughs> I yeah. just and I wasn't raised believing in reincarnation. Just uh, the more I heard about mm -hmm. what heaven was supposed to be and angels singing all the time and people playing harps and everybody happy and I'm like, who wants to live like that? That's not paradise to me. <laughs> Paradise mm -hmm. is here. What? I couldn't hear you, Ariel. Well, the paradise is here. You just have to look for it and appreciate it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, my view of heaven is that we have to create it here. Yes, absolutely. And by reaching out and assisting, and that is what makes goodness is what makes heaven real. Yep. Yeah. And yet yet there are those that uh, believe in that you know, I probably will get some feedback on this, but there are those that see heaven as the grand and glorious streets paved in gold and the pearly white gates and the, uh, everything is happy. And I see if I can help my neighbor out with something or someone now. is less fortunate now, then I have achieved what I can consider that heavenly thing, that heavenly yep. concept. 
I was and, uh, watching this documentary at lunchtime, and they were talking about Egypt, ancient Egypt. You know, I'm really big into that. Anyway, they're talking about Ramses, and there was um, a Greek report mm-hmm. about Ramses that came through, and they said, I, I put it up on my Facebook page. They said, he is like Jupiter. From a distance, he is uh, illuminated, and from up close up, he's a big ball of gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I go, that's funny. I don't remember who they didn't even say it wasn't even, they didn't even say who said it. It was one of these uh ancient historians, but I thought oh, I could think of a few people that fits today. So <laughs> yeah. oh. you think it's funny? Right? Huh? Don't you think it's funny? Oh, yeah. You don't yes. It. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was uh, oh. <laughs> distracted by something going on here, but uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So I right. wasn't quite into the pro. I wasn't quite into the program. I'm sorry. That's all right. Well, uh, why don't I play the first part? The, this, this is the part. Okay. My grandfather arranged for my mother and Aunt Teresa to lead the way to the new country. He knew both Ma and Aunt Teresa were great at sewing and would make some good money. Meanwhile, he set about to make money in Romania from the village to send the rest of my family to America. Ma was the fastest at sewing in the village, so it was imperative that she go to the new world to make as much money for the family as possible. Here's a very short reimagining of the chat before they left for New York City. I know it will be difficult alone in a new country, but I only have enough vanity for two people, and I'm afraid that it will have to be you two. You have the skills. You are the best seamstresses in the village. But we do not speak the language, and we do not know a soul there. I will give you a letter to a friend in the Yiddish theater there. You will do costumes for them by the piece and work in a factory in the daytime. You have a big family there. And I think you will find doing the costumes for the theater far more fun than the factory. Well, how long? However long it takes for you, Miss Pucha, to join you. What is the Yiddish theater, Papa? It is as it seems. It is the stories and the plays from our culture in our language. It is very popular, according to Cousin Louis. Sounds like fun, Papa. Will we have money to live on when we get there? Of course, of course. You will. And you will stay with our cousins. You will be fine girls, and we will all be together soon. How will we find them? It is a big country. You will arrive in New York City, and 
and they will meet you and take you to where they live. A place called uh, Bronx. <laughs> that is a strange name. You will see and hear many strange things when you get there. It does sound exciting, doesn't it, Teresa? Yes, an adventure. Are we brave enough? That is the question. As Shakespeare said, quit quoting books. This is the real world we are entering. I know. I can't wait. So, you will go? Yes, Papa. I'm willing. Teresa? Yes, Papa, I will go. That is my good, brave girls. Your mama and I will miss you both so much. We will miss you and all our brothers, but we'll all be together soon. Yes, God willing. Papa, where will we be on the boat? Second class. I do not send my girls in the steerage. But Papa, more of us could go in steerage. We could also become very ill. I have read the stories in the paper. Yes, exactly, my dearest girls. I don't want you to become ill. Many young ladies have died on such a voyage. I would rather we labor here and you labor there to bring us to America than any of us suffer such an illness as I have read about in the papers. So we go alone. It is an adventure, Teresa. And you are always saying you would like an adventure. True. We both do. And it is for the family. You will be well, won't you? Your mama and I will worry so. Yes, Papa. Oh, I miss Pocher. Not too long after, Grandpa and Uncle Morris followed. Grandpa bought all kinds of things in the city at auction and then resold them at profit. With the money he bought, he was able to bring my grandma and the rest of the family. He rented a small store, which led to the family business, and the move to Rhode Island, where I was born. And that's it. That's the first part. Did you guys like that part? That part? That part? Yeah. It's so funny how innocent my character sounded. Yeah. Well, you were. You were very innocent. That's what you were supposed to do. That's good, yay. <laughs> and remember, you're supposed to be here for years longer, much longer than your, your father. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm finding it hard that I, that I was able to hold that accent together that long. You did very well. Thank you, Ray. Uh, uh I want to explain a little bit about Molly Pecan. Molly Pecan was a a Yiddish actress. Uh, There was a really powerful Yiddish theater in New York uh, in the um, from the 18th to the 20th century. I mean, it went all the way through. Um, 
her family was really well known in the Yiddish theater. It was like regular theater in England. They had actor managers and went around the country and performed. And um, she was very beautiful. She was also incredibly smart, and she started her own company. Uh, she had her some of her family members with her, um, and she was one of the pioneer pioneering women in film with Lillian Gish and Mary Pickford and um, other names just departed from my poor sick little brain. But anyway, she was she very very uh, both theater and film. And the hookup with my family is <laughs> my great-grandfather had a um, cousin who worked in the Yiddish theater, and he brought, when the girls came over, they had a letter. Back in the old days when people came to the country, they had letters to introduce, letter of introduction, just like they did in Europe. Uh, when they came to America, they had a letter of introduction to introduce you to the family so you could get a job. And um, and also, when you came into through immigration, if you had a letter of immigration, you went through Im- the immigration process a lot faster because it showed you had a job. Uh, as long as you weren't sick from the voyage, as long as you didn't have any kind of illness, you're probably out in two or three days, maybe even faster, maybe even a day. Because um, you have a letter saying you have a place to stay, you have job prospects, and you're in and out. And so my 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 um, my great grandmother and my great aunt has that. I think they were they didn't even stay a day because the family came and got them. Um, and so so Molly found out from because uh, grandma my grandma was the whiz of the needle. For her whole life until her eyesight started failing her. Um, so she was just, she could look at an outfit and just copy it. She used to do it all the way. I mean, I would see a movie and say, God, that's the coolest outfit. Next thing I know, the next time I see her, she'd have it in like four different colors for me. Um, that was just her color. So that's why she was in demand. And she didn't just work for Molly. She worked for um, Mary Pickford and for um, Lillian Gish and her sister Dorothy Gish. She did for all of them. So that's that's the connection. My grandma loved to talk about them a lot. (laughs) So that's Uh what I know about. That's really cool. Isn't that cool? One of my favorite. Yeah, it is. I love to listen to my grandma talk. The, uh, the first one, Mishbuka, was from her stories. This one was from her stories. Um, but, yeah, she was you, – you had to be careful what you said. Um, <laughs> she made uh, my choir outfit for high school, which was a little vest and a long skirt, and then you put a white shirt on under it. Uh, she did that for me. It was perfect. That's exactly what I needed. But she made short skirts. For me, with the little vest, which which actually was really cute, and she made it in four different colors, and I wasn't exaggerating. Whoa! <laughs> um, in Whoa. fact, one of my on Instagram is in one of the. I have one of those skirts on. 
very short. But I was a I was a teenager, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to do that. Acceptable as a teenager. Huh. Well, yeah. the first time I wore hey, I grew up I grew up in the early old. days of the miniskirt, so yeah. Yeah, well, I was uh. a little girl in the days of the miniskirt. <laughs> I could get away with murder, hot pants, miniskirt, oh. the whole thing. <laughs> and <laughs> my folks girl. wouldn't let me wear one, so I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wore hot pants oh. on vacation once, and my dad said, "What are you wearing?" And my mom bought it. <laughs> oh. I think I was 13. Oh, oh. He didn't, he didn't yeah. love it when his little girl wore a bikini either. Um, it wasn't that he was a prude. He just was careful. You know, it, well, he was a yeah. lot. And my my grandpa, my grandpa, if he if he had seen me in some of the outfits I wore, he would have like flipped a lid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, it, parents are funny, and trust me, yeah. It it's when my my little girl went out on a date. Oh, yeah. I a, a father is protective of his his little girls. Yeah. Now, the I mean, son is another story. My likes my boyfriends, and if I wore too short a skirt, he would take me, he'd say, excuse us, would you just excuse us just for a moment? And he brought his arm around. He didn't care about makeup. That part, he didn't care about that. It was the skirt. He'd take his arm, honey, don't you think your skirt's a little short? <laughs> no, actually it isn't. It's just above my knee. If it was like all the way on my thigh, it would be too short, but it's just above my knee. It's exactly appropriate. I go, look at and, it. <laughs> and you see, if uh, in my case, I remember what I was like around girls, and I'm going, no boy is going to treat my daughter like I got away with. Well, it's a father thing. My, my, my daughter... Oh, Mary Sue. Uh, and we're big babies when it comes to our daughters. Really. <laughs> Believe me. I, I speak from experience on that one. But, uh, yeah. That's just one of my, I, I just remember Grandma, she was such a whiz. The story isn't just the story, it's just the truth. She could just make anything. She would see, um, we would be watching that girl, which I loved. And I would say, God, that jacket's so cute. And she'd, if, she'd be over watching it with us, she and my grandpa. And she goes, you really think so? And I go, yeah, it's adorable. She, she wouldn't say a word, okay. Or, no, she wouldn't even say that. She just she just smiled. And my mom's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Poor jacket. Um, <laughs> different colors, different, the same style, but just different variations, different buttons. And <laughs> it would be great if she could see, like, 
cosplays at Comic-Con these days, you know, like they're so elaborate, like she could, she would really appreciate that, I think. Oh, yeah. She was, Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, oh, God, when she got sick, I was just getting into it, so I, she never saw that. But, um, I don't, uh, I mean, she saw some, I mean, my grandparents went to every play I did. You know, and they went to everything my brother did. They were very supportive. And that 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 is uh, that is a mark of a parent is being supportive of mm-hmm. what your your Just your child is doing. And yeah. That. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, I I will say that. Uh, and this this is this this one my dad never appreciated what I did as a theater person. Yeah. And he was always get a real job. Oh so, God. Yeah. So when my son decides he wants to go into video production, I'm going Go for, Go for it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it because I am. Uh, I am interested in it. Do it because you don't want to. And so he works for a, a video company as a producer. That's I mean, it's a little industrial type company, but it's still he's doing what he wants. And I tell the joke that uh, we told him he'd never make a living watching TV. <laughs> yeah, but that's what all parents think. Do what? That's what all parents think, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to give you the date. Okay, so dowry will be on. Waiting for the computer. Come on. That's one of the problems, relying on computer technology. You have to wait for the stupid thing to load. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I hear you say it was the 20th? I think it's the 20th. That's what she said earlier. And that's a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have two shows today. I'm going to have one on the 20th. At, it'll be at 7 o'clock. Dowry? Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's gonna be. I think. Well, I've already heard it, so I, 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 I'm biased. It's also family and stuff like that, so I have to mm-hmm. wait. You guys already heard it. Did you like it? 
I haven't heard this one yet. No, I, I mean, you posted it. You know what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great club. Mm-hmm. Ray? I, I think it's great. Uh, I liked it. It uh, gives another another point of uh, that dimension. growth that you're, you're uh, yeah the growth the dimension of uh, what it's like to be struggling in a new land and what we have to go through to yeah. we have to work together the American and, experience that's the name of a yeah. series on people <laughs> mm-hmm the American Experience, name of a series on PBS. <laughs> right. Um, anyways, uh, I'm, thank you guys for being part of it. Um, there are more plays coming up. There, um, Mary D's uh, Mabel the Anzacs will be re-premiering probably next month. I will have a date shortly. Um, okay. And... Uh, there's also going to be a show called Kitten that I wrote, and there's going to be a new play by Robin Alexander, and um, there's also the, the next part, second part of Joe Cronus, which actually I'm still working on. Um, <laughs> more time travel. Actually, Robin's Ooh. plays a time travel play too, so. Um, <laughs> So it's, it's, we're going to have an interesting schedule. I'm sorry it's late uh, due to some technical difficulties and me being sick. Uh, it had to be pushed, um, but it's going to be a really good season. Ooh. And that's it. Um, thank you guys for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sherry's Playhouse. The Dower is a continuation of my play, Mishbuka. It's the adventures of my grandma, Mary, my great-grandfather, Aaron, and all the people who came into their lives. The family is now settled in New York City, and my family owned a very well-known fabric store in New York City, but not quite yet. A lot of actors came to get material for their costumes, not just from the Yiddish theater, but from Broadway, too. My grandma was full of stories, and this is just a tiny bit of one of them. Enjoy. How can I help you today? Good morning, dear girl. You Don't you look as pretty as always? You make your own clothes, no? Yes, yes, I make all my own clothes. <laughs> I am going to make my first film. How they are going to do a silent film silent, I have no idea. But it sounds like a fun challenge. How exciting. Your family has been excellent in supplying clothes for the Yiddish theater, and I love your work on some of my personal dresses, and you being so fast. Yes? Would you consider doing my clothes for the film? 
It is a small film company from the Jewish theater, and we do not have a lot of money, but we can pay, and you can make some extras. Oh, yes, that would be wonderful. I am betrothed to a wonderful man named Arthur, but neither have much money. But do you not need an okay from the producers? I am the producer, director, writer, and star, just like my theater company. That is why they hired me. I know how to do it all. Though I have only worked on one film for the boys as an actress only, I think I can handle it. Seems easy peasy. So, little Mary, what do you say? Do you say yes? Make some money for your dowry? Mm, my author does not require that, but... I would like to help, and I think it would be an excellent challenge, but I need to ask my papa. Of course, of course, let me know. Now, as to my clothes for our current play, shall we? Let me know before the Shabbat. Of course, and thank you. Of course, of course. Papa? Yes, sweetheart? Molly Picon, the actress. I know who she is. What about her? Did we have everything she needed for her order? Do you need me to get something special? Oh, no, Papa. She was very happy. Very happy indeed. And she likes my work, so, um... Uh, what is, Maria? What is wrong? She wants me to make all the costumes for her film. She's making a Yiddish film, and she wants me to design it all. But she needs to know by the Shabbat. That is a lot of work. Will she pay you? Oh, oh yes, very well, I think. She always pays me well for her course for the theater that I make. It will help Papa towards the expenses of our wedding, but I... I think that is excellent. You were very talented, and she sees it. Yes, yes, I think that is well. But what about Arthur? Will he not object to you working? Well, Molly suggested it as a dowry. He cannot object to that. It is tradition. He did not ask for it, but we do need the money to start our life together. He is working very hard, and I think I should do too. It is still within our tradition. Do you object? No, I do not. Uh, we are starting to make good money here, but not enough for a proper wedding. Yes, that is excellent solution. Tell Molly, yes? Thank you, Papa. Oh, thank you.